Welcome to the Burnout Recovery Podcast, a guiding resource dedicated to healthcare professionals on their journey to overcoming burnout. Spearheaded by Dr. Joe Braid, a certified professional coach and rehabilitation physician. This podcast offers practical strategies through expert interviews and personal resilience stories, providing invaluable tools for navigating professional challenges while prioritizing well-being. Regardless of your role in healthcare, this podcast acknowledges the toll of your work on your overall health and is committed to supporting your recovery from burnout and fostering a fulfilling, sustainable career. So if you're ready to begin a transformative journey, join us for each new episode. Together, we'll navigate challenges, celebrate successes, and build a supportive community of healthcare professionals. Hi there, everyone. Welcome back to the Burnout Recovery Podcast. My name's Dr. Joe Braid, and today I'm delighted to give you another solo episode. I've had lots of wonderful guests on recently, and today I'm going to be talking about the reflections I have after attending the Neuroscience Coaching Network program. So this was a virtual coaching program hosted by Dr. Sarah Mackay. She's a neuroscientist in Sydney, particularly interested in women's brains. And Sarah was a guest on my podcast. You can listen to that episode from the 29th of June, 2023. And she co-hosted this course with Mary Collins, who is based in Dublin in Ireland. And she is a very experienced professional coach specializing in coaching healthcare professionals, including dentists and doctors and more. The program was a four-month program with an international group of 40 attendees. We met weekly with an overarching foundational part to the course supplemented by expert interviews. So, It was an extensive course, and I just wanted to share with you some of the highlights that I have from the course. So we moved from growing our awareness as an individual coach to the coaching relationship with a client. We considered how we maintain our self-care as a coach, and we all had to do a project um, at the conclusion of the program. And I did a project around this topic with two other coaches in the group, Vanita Demos and Lisa Hart. And the final section is the benefits of other people in your life. So the health benefits of belonging. So I really wanted to include some neuroscience concepts into my coaching practice. And it seemed to be a nice crossover or a middle part, I guess, really between being a coach and also being a traumatic brain injury rehabilitation physician. And I wanted to get into that meaty part of the neuroscience in the middle. So here are some of the concepts that I took away and what I can now include in my coaching practice. Firstly, who you are influences how you coach. Neuroscience helps us integrate the biological elements in the biopsychosocial model. Okay. When we look at self-knowing as a coach, it's a real foundation stone for coaching. We become aware of our own biases, our own judgments, and understand our own emotional landscape before coaching anyone. And that is such a fundamental part of what I've learned as a coach is to be aware of my judgments and leave them at the door as I go into a coaching session with a client. Interestingly, when we have shared attention, so that's what you have in a coaching relationship, uh, it is a trigger for brain-to-brain synchrony. 
It's quite a cognitively demanding task for the brain becoming aware or considering what someone else might be thinking. And that's what the curiosity is in the coaching relationship. What is what is uh, my client thinking in the moment? I'm not going to be guessing that. I'm going to be inviting uh, awareness around that by asking questions. The wonderful Brene Brown was referenced um, with one of her tools that she's got to build trust. And we know that tr trust is so important for thriving relationships and workplaces. So the mnemonic is braving. And let's go through those uh, seven letters. Boundaries, reliability, accountability, the vault, so that's the confidentiality, integrity, non-judgment, and generosity. Really great, um, clearly outlined mnemonic there that you might want to use to consider how you can build trust in relationships uh, inside and outside of the workplace. So we really learned how the brain is very much a prediction machine uh, relevant to emotions. So we might um, have similar emotions in similar scenarios and that the brain is a bit lazy. It really wants to conserve its energy and the brain is driven towards efficiency. So I coach around this, coaching on the motivational triad. So that's three parts where our brain will look to avoid pain, conserve energy, and seek pleasure. So that ties in with uh, that learning we had there. Neuroscientists understand more around behaviors than thoughts. Why is that? Well, it's easier to observe what animals do than to know what they might be thinking. When we feel stressed or we're taking in something new, our brains will lean even um, harder on habits that we already have. So then think about what are your usual habits when the stress ramps up or you're learning something new are these habits useful to you? Really good to reflect on that and go, oh, okay, so what do I reach for when I sense I've had a stressful day at work? Is that habit sort of uh, a positive habit or a negative habit with regards to my well-being? We definitely saw the value in using words to describe emotions, so learning new words to describe our internal state, really growing that awareness on what are you experiencing in the moment. Lisa Feldman Barrett, who I have talked about before, was certainly referenced in her research around emotional granularity, and this is supported through um, feelings wheels. So I use these a lot in coaching, and there are apps that can also help in this area as well. One that I recommend is free. It is called How We Feel. So yeah, just really getting a wide, expansive vocabulary on all the different emotions you might feel in different scenarios. Let's talk about stress. So stress was described by Dr. Sarah Mackay as an orchestrated neurosymphony. So some stress is beneficial and too much is harmful in multiple different ways in our body Um it's very well researched around this. We can thrive and hum with a, a low-grade amount of stress that can actually help us perform better. And then we have cardiovascular impacts when we have too much stress for too long. 
So when we are humans faced with a threat, we have an enormous range of responses that we might have based on these three factors, our current state of biology. So that would relate to um, our stress hormones, our relaxation hormones. The second part is our previous experiences. So that's where our brain is making meaning of um, the, the threat that we are facing and also the state that we are in. And we are rounding out now towards um, that aspect of social support. And it's really important to realize how social support can impact on how someone copes with a stressful event. So we could ask this question, how can we cope with this rather than how can I cope with this? A few points here about the importance of self-care of a coach. So we ask questions like, how do you self-regulate your emotions as a coach and develop your resilience? Some that I like to share include, I do a thought download every morning, I prep before every coaching session, and it's quite different to being a clinician. We have this term, don't jump in the pool. So we maintain a bit of distance from our clients. Uh, we don't over-empathize with what is going on in their situation they're describing. The project that I did with Lisa and Benita, we called it the ABC of coach care. And the three topics we talked on are adaptability, boundary setting, and conflict management. I might get them on the podcast one day and we can talk about all of that together. I'm wrapping up now with the final part, which I think is so fundamental. There's such great uh, health benefits in this area. The key to a good and long life is other people. So there's a real mismatch between what the science shows is good for our health and longevity and what we think is good for our health and longevity. Social relationships are really important and such a strong source of well-being. Um, we know that um, these can include one-on-one -on -one relationships, family, friendship groups, professional groups, groups with similar interests. And when someone moves towards retirement, they might start losing groups that they were connected with. And the evidence shows that losing two groups that you were connected with increases your mortality risk by 12%. So pretty high. So think about who are you still going to be involved with? Is there a new interest that you want to uh, find a group that is involved with? Reduction in physical activity also has a similar effect. So how about if you can combine both of those interests there, a group that's involved in movement as well? And social ties are really more protective against cognitive decline over time than individual time ties. So you sort of have a younger brain. Um, you might have an eight-year-old whose brain is more responsive like a 70-year-old because they have such great social group ties. So I'm going to wrap up with the effects of belonging to one or more groups, five different effects that have been studies here, studied here. Increases in mental well-being, decreases in anxiety and depression, decrease in social isolation and loneliness, decrease in general practitioner visits, and an increase in self-esteem and self-worth. I think that's a really great note to finish on. That's what I've got for you today. I hope that's been an interesting selection of resources that I've learnt through the Neuroscience Coaching Network. I'll catch up with you again soon. 
And I will remind you that I do have the Empowered Lab. It's now live. This is my group coaching program. So if you want to think about that benefit of belonging to one or more groups, this could be one for you. We've got like-minded people coming together every Tuesday at midday, Sydney time. We've got a really great bunch of people already in the group. And if you want to join, head to my website. You'll find more information there. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourself. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Burnout Recovery Podcast. If there's someone in your world who would also benefit from this, please share it with them. Remember, you are not alone and there is hope for a brighter, more fulfilling future. Let's continue this journey together one episode at a time. For more resources, including how to move from dread to delight, head to drjoebraid.com.